A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Today, we have a new guest, a lady by the name of Lisa Marr, who is based in San Francisco in the United States of America. And when I introduce American guests, particularly female American guests, Lisa, I always like to say, and I don't know why, welcome mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, my last name is Ma. <laughs> Well, yeah, I never thought of that. Actually, I must be, I must be watching too many watching too many John Wayne films when he uh, refers to the ladies as mom, which is very much in Americanism, isn't it? Mm, yes, yes, yes. Great to be here. Thank you, Paul. And what we thought we'd talk about, listeners, is something interesting. How do we change the world together? So big question, really, Lisa. Very big question. How do we change? I mean, where do we even start with this? How do we change the world together? Well, it's definitely a big question. Um, I think I think all of us are here on a soul mission, every one of us. And I think it's really uh, it's about activating remembrance of who we are and why we're here. Because if we all remember who we are and why we're here and get on soul mission, Right, then we will naturally come together with people who want to change the world together. Mm. And thereby, we all come together to share our superpower gifts and our passion projects. And I, this is what I, I feel in my heart is to be true. Because I know that when the first time we met, you, know, you, you resonated with me um, <laughs> right away. And it's because like, you care about the world. You care about uplifting humanity. You care about the greater good, and and there's a recognition that happens. I think when we meet people who are uh, want to change the world, like you just naturally align. So, I want to fly off at a little bit of a tangent on this, Lisa, and bring in another what on the surface it might be a little bit of an abstract question, and something that I um, I get asked regularly um, or told even that there's a strong train of thought that we've already signed up for this mission in this incarnation, that it's already sorted, it's already preordained. Call it what you will. Any thoughts around that? Uh, that is my understanding as well. We've been training for many, many lifetimes for this very moment, actually. So I think we've been trained many lifetimes and it's really about there's a divine plan already in place, but we also have free will, right? whether we, <laughs> we wake up. <laughs> To who we are and I think that's what remembering means right remembering means remember why we are here because when when we're born we forgot the mission but our first mission is to activate remembrance so when we follow our hearts right we then remember and when you remember then it's like remembering your gifts remembering why you're here <laughs> and then remembering the divine plan and and I I, I really do feel that uh, it's about just going with the flow and tuning in to our higher self so that we, we can um, hear the guidance to, um, to go on 
the uh, the soul mission, which is about following the divine plan. Mm. But that can be quite challenging, Lisa, can't it? Because if I can be allowed to share my own um, journey in this incarnation of decades of addiction and darkness and you know, all kinds of stuff. When you're at the, and I use this terminology, kind of a bottom of the mountain looking up, it can be like one almighty task. And, you know, and even that motivation to want to even live, let alone fulfill your soul's purpose. You know, when we come at it from a more earthly perspective of just giving up hope, I just don't want to live. I just, I don't know what to do. You know, being aware of our our sole purpose is probably the last thing on our mind, is it not? Or even within our hearts, more importantly. Yeah, you know, I think it's in the darkness, right? That light shines. We actually decide how we uh, want to wake up, and it's through the challenges and darkness, uh, the adversities that we experience in our life that wakes us up. Because if you think about it, if your life was perfect, what do you have to wake up from, mm. right? There's nothing to cut from. But usually if something traumatic happened or something right in our lives that made us stronger, this is what wakes us up. And, you know, you hear a lot about uh, people who went to near-death experiences, right? And all of a sudden they wake up and they they start, you know, asking, why am I here? Right, why am I here? And same thing, when, when you live a challenging life, you have to think about like, this, this something something else, right? It wakes you up. So um, I can tell from my personal journey that I, I had a freak accident that happened to me where um, I, I was hit on the back of the head. I had to get four staples in the back of my crown. It was like a near-death experience. And I started questioning, waking up, why am I here? Why am I here? And before I was just busy, right? Busy just going about life and not really seeing uh what's out there seeing the magic all around and really listening to our heart right but if if something traumatic right and like you said if people go through really challenging things in life it's a it's a wake-up moment but then we choose whether we wake up or not right some people continue to stay in the darkness uh, but the people who choose to wake up they actually come out to the light at the end right because we also think about it it's in the darkest moments that the light shines the brightest, right? Think about a really, you know, dark, dark night, right? When the stars come out, it's brilliant, like diamonds in the sky. Right? So finding our light, we need to experience that. Mm. And when in this, and I'm going to use the word trap, when we're trapped in this darkness and this fear-driven existence, and I think, you know, certainly from my conversations, I certainly spent a lot of time in that space. And, um, you know, I think it's so easy to look back, Lisa, and, and sort of say the journey is a choice between fear and love. Is it that simple? Well, I think it's about letting go, right? You talk about the divine plan. When we experience fear, right, it's about letting go to realizing that, there's, there's always love and fear, right? Because you need both, right, in the world. But it's about letting go to experience the love. Um, so the, but so it's, it's also about wanting, right, to let go, right, of the fear. So, so, so to me, um, surrender is the key. 
Because when we surrender, right? Let's say if we experience fear, surrender to it, see what happens. Nothing really happens, actually. I've, I've actually went through the thinking process of like, you know, let's say you experience your worst fear. Just keep pursuing. What happens? What happens? What happens? Nothing really happens. But it's all how we perceive it. Yeah. It's how we perceive it. But if you let go and surrender to it, it's just a feeling. But once you understand it, you let it go. And you just come into a space of love. And you won't experience the fear again once you let it go. But sometimes we, we don't realize that we can let go. Right, the realization, the awareness of the awareness that we can surrender and let go of the fear, any fear. Mm. And that is when we come to our full self. And, and that is where the magic is, right? To be able to let go of the past, let go of all fear so that we fully embody who we are. Because if you think about it, when we're born, we're babies. Do babies have fear? No. They just, they're just present moments of joy by bundles of love. The moment we are born, we are bundles of love. Where did the fear come from? Yeah. And there's, there's a certain irony, Lisa, is there not about that, you know, that awareness of letting go. I can remember, and I've shared this many times on different episodes with, with listeners around, uh, one of my former mentors, um, Jim Britt, a fellow American, and mm. we was talking about, you know, relationships and um, the three most important words in the world. And, you know, and I was kind of framing it to those those timeless words. I love you. And Jim, like the wise old sage he is, and he said, no, they're not the three most powerful words, Paul. And, you know, like all good mentors, he kind of anchored that in and he wouldn't tell me what they were. He was really <laughs> kind of what seemed like a lifetime was probably only about two minutes, if that. Um, <laughs> and eventually told me, and he said, never forget the three most important words in the world are let it go. Mm. And it kind of didn't hit me immediately. I mean, it, it, I got there eventually. It's like, oh, okay. Let it go. Amen. Let it be. You know, okay. Mm, ish. But I, I certainly get it now. But I think there's a certain irony that with that, Lisa, isn't there? Because before you've actually made that decision, the whole concept of letting go actually drives you with more fear because you're going to become so you uh, assume vulnerable it's like well hang on now you're asking me to let go and then if i let go i'm going to become even more vulnerable so why would i want to let go <laughs> well it also right comes into like we're a lot of times driven by our thinking of mind right instead of our heart yeah but our heart has no fear right but if we overanalyze and we think too much of it right then we, we, in a way, overanalyze and, and, and not really surrender and let go. I think it's just like listening to our heart and, and trusting that the universe has our back. Yeah. Right? Trusting that always have our back, no matter what. Fully, fully surrender and let go. And that is the way. That is the way. Mm. Look at the, again, babies are perfect examples, right? All they do is surrender to that love and care, right, of the people around them. Especially in the beginning, if you think about it, right? All they do is focus on the present moment, enjoying every moment. Yeah. Yeah. And being in that space of that letting go and that faith. And uh, was it Gabby Bernstein who quoted that? She wrote that book, didn't she? The Universe is Your Back. Um, yes, yeah, she did. It was, it was a good book. I actually enjoyed reading that. Um, 
but this whole kind of taking that step i mean how do we take that step lisa you know that first you know so you're talking to me now and i'm kind of very much in this practical earthly world of yeah but lisa you don't understand my world you don't understand it's so easy for you you know because i've had that said to me so many times yeah. but it's you know how do we encourage people then lisa to take that first brave step well, I, I think I think what happens is that we can willingly take that first step for the next step to light up, kind of like an Indiana Jones member, right? We take out that one step, it lights up the bridge, kind of. But I think if we don't take that first step and trust, it shows up as like challenges actually in our lives, which is becomes a nudge, right? So either we choose to take that first step, that leap of faith forward, right? Or if we don't feel comfortable to, it shows up as situations, actually. Mm. So we choose how we want to take that leap of faith. When you let go, maybe take it as something, you can do something small. Like let's say, um, take one example, right? Because again, we are the driver's seat of our journey. So we decide, right, how fast we drive, where we drive. We drive right, drive straight, drive left. So it's, it's really about making that decision. That's all it takes, mm. right? Showing up and making one decision to so take one step forward to light up the next, the next, the next. And it's that easy, really. But it's whether we want to do it, right? Because we have free will. So I made an assumption there in my question to you, didn't I, that there was actually help from another person, you know, because I actually framed it. How do we encourage or inspire or motivate, call it what you will, others? But what I'm hearing you say, Lisa, is, well, actually, in the nicest possible way, it's not, nothing to do with anyone else. So it's literally an individual choice, isn't it? And, you know, the experience of that being, whatever that may be, well, you know, will move them on in the divine timing. And, you know, and as we watch um, our loved ones, or you know, the temptation, I think, certainly, you know, I can only speak my own truth, Lisa, in the early stages of my coaching journey was when I saw a pattern, I wanted to jump in and fix that person because I've got the answers for you. Lisa, <laughs> you know, just do this and just do this and it's going to be fine, girl. I've got it sorted. Please just... It's like, Paul, just back away. It's not your journey. It's not your lesson. In the nicest possible way, mind your own business. Well, I, well, I think that's a very human trait for us want to like help right people. But we can only be in control, right, of, you know, we, of, our, of our own space and our life, right? Like, like there's a saying, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make the horse drink, right? The horse has to want to drink, right? And same thing. So we, we are the drivers in in the driver's seat of our lives, right? You got to drive where you want to go. So, so it's really about um, in how, how you drive means you can only be in control of yourself. Yeah. You can't have no control of anybody, right? So once we heal ourselves, everybody will, their vibrations will, will shift, right? According to how we are. So it's really about, um, yeah, whether, you know, you want to, take control of your destiny and yeah it, it's really about and also how we perceive fear so that's the other thing we decide we choose right how we perceive as something as fear 
was judgment. But once you let it go, there's no judgment. There's no fear. It's the feeling that we place on something, right? Yeah. So yeah, every situation, like, yeah, like that's how in my personal journey, that's what I realized. Like before, for instance, um, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to be very shy, I had stage fright, like, you know, because, you know, I care about how people judge, right? Um, judge me. But now I'm like, <laughs> I don't really care about what, you know, judgment or um, what people think, because think about it. The people who love you, they would never judge you. The people, right, who judge you, who cares what they think? Do you care what people think if that the people who judge you, right? Obviously, why channel your energy that way, right? The channel to the energy to yourself, to healing yourself and being in the driver's seat to be guided to where you're meant to go on your divine plan. And then that's how we change the world because it starts with us. And it's really not even about taking that first step like, to change the world. It's really like, how do we change within? <laughs> because when we change within, right? And when we heal ourselves, like the saying goes, right? Um, you know, um, you, you, you want to be the change you wish to see in the world. It's, that means be the change within first. <laughs> because when you heal, you're going to raise your vibration and naturally going to heal other people just by showing up, <laughs> by being who you are. And thereby you're lifting the vibration for the entire world and your of all of your family, your friends, or your community, right? So imagine everybody does that in the entire world. This is how we change the world together. Mm. Just one person healing, each healing within, thereby radiating, right? This essence, this love, this light that we all have, lighting everybody up. <laughs> I'll tell you what came through my mind there as you were speaking, Lisa, is uh, um, the new seekers, when they sang that song, I'd like to teach the world to sing, you know, the old Coca-Cola advert. Yeah, yeah I love that song. Yeah. In perfect harmony. In perfect harmony. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and this song, I'll flip over to music. I mean, I know in our private conversations, you know, we've spoke about music and uh um, and, you know, and the power of music in, in raising that vibration and, and that up, uplifting effect. I mean, uh, to any degree, Lisa, has that played a part in your journey? Yeah, um, music, music resonates with me deeply. Um, I, my mom told me that I started singing before I started speaking and walking, actually. And again, right, I use the example of kids, kids, right? They always sing with joy. When we sing, right, we create this resonance. It, it's like it through our voice, through our words, through music, we can uh, radiate the joy so much faster because it's about being in harmony with the universe. So look at the word universe for a second, right? Universe, one song. Mm. So when we all sing in perfect harmony from our heart, we sing, it's like a symphony of one song. The yeah. universe, the universe within, mm. right? So that's where that's why music resonates with me deeply. Um, I actually see colors when I listen to music. I see the rainbow colors depending on what note. Um, and and also I listen to all kinds of music, um, different languages. But you don't even need to know the language, right, to understand the feeling, of the music. A lot of times, because you just feel it, right? When it's music about love or even sadness, right? You just feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when it's angelic music, you you just feel it in your heart, right? 
totally resonate that. And, and yet again, Lisa, for the benefit of the listeners, you and I have shared a, a recent conversation around when words just drop out and they're actually on the surface of it, the wrong words. You know, it's like metaphorically going to the shop and asking for a loaf of bread when really what you've gone to the shop for is ask for three pints of milk. But somehow the words that's dropped out, you've asked for bread or, you know, it's, and we've spoke about that. And, you know, the, the kind of, I suppose, the, the paradox of how important words are in it, you know, as building blocks, as communication blocks in our world, words have energy, words have power. But actually, you get to a stage where there's a there's a contradiction on that because it's not about the words. It's about the energy behind the intent behind. Yes. Yes. It's how you use the word and the intention. Absolutely right. Right. Because think about it. If someone else, let's say they're from another, they speak another language, they use the same words. It has no meaning. Right. That word has no meaning. So that does not have the same energy for that person who spoke it. So the person who's speaking it, depending on what interpretation, what intention, what feeling, right, this is how we manifest, actually. But, but the thing is, we can manifest good, right, or bad. So use our words, our intentions, our feelings wisely. <laughs> so yeah. that, right, that the, because words do have power depending on how it's spoken and who is spoken, speaking it. Um, but yeah, and that's why go back to healing the world again, right? So we all vibrate, come from a place of unconditional love. Think about the words that come out for other people, right? Mm. Who feels love? Yeah, see, more reasons to change the world. <laughs> yeah. Together, just by speaking love. Yeah. Um, uh, or singing love. Or singing love. Like, you, you, you know, you told me about the song, um, you know, um, um, uh, they, uh, they, Daydream Believer, right? Is it? Um, what? Yeah, no, that was the one you sent me, Lisa. Oh. David Cassidy, Daydream. Daydream, Daydream, right? So like like when we have songs that resonate with us, right? It means like something, it activated a remembrance, right? That's why we love it. And so many times, right? There are songs that we would listen to once and you just want to hear it over, over again, like almost like a loop, right? In our head, right? I feel like it's actually a message. It's actually a memory. Right? It's almost like a memory loop. Um, and, and I also think that the reason why certain singers or certain songs resonate with us is because the person who wrote it or sing, who sang the song is actually very high conscious. Like, like for instance, Imagine, right? Yeah. John Lennon, he's very high conscious. That's why right? it speaks to a lot of people. When you read between the words too, there's different meanings too, right? When you read between the words. And that's the interesting thing look at the words but look between the words but look at also the music and how it flows and how it can make us feel right mm -hmm. and people like like look at listen to michael jackson's songs like prince it's all encoded with consciousness you know, david cassidy right very high conscious so they all speak of love right and be the change right like man in the mirror that's about being the change <laughs> definitely definitely I mean, there's this whole thing, isn't there? I, t I tell you what, on a personal level, what's becoming very consistent within my own my own path, my own journey, Lisa, is around this power of music. And it's and I, you know, I, yet again, I know we've we've shared that privately, but you know, there's this something where world game changes is concerned. You know, going back to the new seekers, you know, why don't we get the world together to sing a song? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. This resonates with me so deeply. I, I, I hear you. Um, same thing um, at the Strongest Together X Peace Cafe. We've been integrating music and symphonies into meditations. In the beginning, when we gather, we did a healing circle. But then um, some of the, the healers, they sang uh, soul songs, earth songs, and healing through the heart of music. So it we've we just been going with the flow. And now we're doing... Um, magical music meditation Mondays, healing through the heart of music, symphonies, spoken words, right? And om, even simply as oming, om along, sing along, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, I love that you're, you're adding music because I think the vibration travels faster than music because it doesn't require the interpretation of words, right? It's the feeling comes first through the music. So then it naturally, right, any language, anyone around the world will resonate deeply simply by hearing the, the melody and the tune, right? But the word just adds another layer. Okay? Kind of like, right, the flow, right, of it like this. Music is like, you know, like, look at an orchestra, right, conductor. There's mm -hmm. just flowing energy, right? I look at conductors differently now, right? And you know, like when they're doing this, they're actually just moving energy around, you know, flute, right? Bass, right? Mm. Right, they're, they're just moving the energy around. The energy, right, it's almost encoded. And again, I, I observe it's almost like an infinity sign a lot of times. Mm. Right? Yeah. Music. Yeah. And how do you sing in perfect harmony? The codes, right? Like the music, I just see them as notes, as like little light codes You're our elected conductor, Lisa. When we get the tribe, the global tribe, and it's building, boy, is it building, as you know, as yours is yeah. strong together at the Peace Cafe. When we, when collectively we come together, I'm going to nominate you as the conductor. Oh, I would love that. My hand naturally goes up, actually. Like, these are like, it's almost like an encoding that happens. And it's like, you know, we're all coming to bring our light together right, as individuals, but then collectively, we shine so brightly, and we all have a different note, if you think about it, right, through our voice or through our gifts, so then when we, when we come and share this energy of love, right, through music, it just, it just radiates much more, I mean, even though I'm doing this, I, I feel the, mm. the, the, the divine energy flowing through right now, yeah, it's a beautiful divine energy, yeah. the infinite wave, yeah. So maybe, and this is just a suggestion, Lisa, maybe a good starting point is in this co-creation of let's start to pen some words around a song. Maybe you and I jump on a on a uh, on a call or maybe even record it on a podcast. How's that for being vulnerable <laughs> and just start chanting things or doing whatever comes naturally, being in the flow and then kind of capturing that because I massively, massively feel yes. that this, this energy of music, for me, it's music. For other people, it, it'll be whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, I can only speak my truth from my, from my world, from my understanding and knowing of my world and, and the part I play in it. But this, this music thing, for me, to quote an old football term, is unfinished business. And there's something that's burning. And it's, it's the one... There's two things that's been very consistent in my life from day one. One is love and the other is music. And boy, do I love music. Wow. See, you're connecting the dots already. And I feel like I feel it too. I feel like that is the way to amplify through your voice and through 
through your presence and through your music. Um, here's a, we did an experiment uh, during Earth Day. So we because we you know first we did a symphony and we did um, what we call an om along. So we we brought everyone together where um, like Anna Luna, one of the healers, she plays singing bowl uh, and guided us um, through playing like um, her um, different instruments, right? And then we had people just join in and sing whatever they felt guided to. So people sang like Om Shanti and other people just join in. All of a sudden, everyone's voices started coming together like a concert in symphony. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so we're doing that again tomorrow. So I invite you to join us because it's really about, it's like we're, we're sitting in a circle, right? We're just singing together, whatever comes through. Uh, and everyone's tone, right? Pitch is different, but it's really just everyone finding our own voice based on what we're, what's coming through. And so um, I find that whatever natural, right? Is the way. And again, I, I use kids as an example. Look at kids. They always like sing through their heart, right? Even when they don't know the words, they're like singing with joy, right? It's the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're, if you're called, right? Like you said, love and music, love music. Mm. As we draw towards a close, I want to ask you a bit question to finish off, but part that thought for a moment. Before doing so, Lisa, I want to invite you and to share your contact details, how people can reach out, connect with you, find out more about you. Oh, thank you. So uh, people can find me by going to my website at strongertogetherx.com. Uh, my mission is to connect conscious super connectors, change makers and light leaders. And I opened the, the Stronger Together X virtual peace cafe so that all of us can drop in for a cup of meditations and anytime. So all, everyone is welcome to join us and you can find, yeah, find, find us at strongertogetherx.com. Thank you so much. So, drum roll, the big question. So I want you to imagine you and I have just met, say, I don't know, in a hotel reception. And we're mm -hmm. there for, I don't know, a meeting. So we've had a chat the way we've had a chat. And, and we get into this, this elevator, the lift, and it goes up to the next level. And it goes up to the next level, Lisa. It takes it about 30 seconds. Yeah. So I kind of, I don't like working in constraints. Yeah. But within that 30 seconds, you and I get into that elevator and I say, Lisa, that's been absolutely fascinating, that chat. But when we get to this next level and I go left out the door and you go right, I'll probably never, ever, ever see you again. Um, but in these 30 seconds of sharing this elevator together, I want you to lift me up and leave me with something that I'll never forget you, not you, but necessarily you personally, but your legacy, your message, you know, how do we, how do I capture what you've just shared with me over the, you know, this time in reception for the last 30 minutes or whatever it's been 30 seconds, because once we get to the next level, Lisa, we're gone. What yeah. would you say to me? I would just say, remember who you are and why you're here. Remember who you are, why are you here? Do you know what I love about that? And this is so, so consistent. I've asked that scenario and question to literally hundreds of guests, literally. Mm -hmm. And the most powerful, when I say 30 seconds, the most powerful answers, 
piece are have usually been delivered in about three or four seconds, just as you did. That and that's the simplicity and the power, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. You're amazing. I thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast, and I love connecting the dots with you. Thank you. So there we have it, listeners. And all that remains now is for me to sign off the way I always do by, I was going to say sing, singing, no, saying, remember, the world's changing. And ask yourself the question, how will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>